0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Fabulous Women Over 40. My name's Kara. I'm your host today, the style goddess. And my guest today is another fabulous woman. She's a mom. She's a philanthropist. She's a model, a host, a writer, and star of The Real Housewives of Toronto. I give you Joan Kelly. I'm great. How Thanks so much today, for having Joan? me.
1: It's nice to be here. Nice to see you.
0: Yes, thanks for being here. It's good to see you too. We, the last time we were uh, together, we were talking with Laura about dating yeah. and dressing and fashion. So good to have a yeah. Cool yeah, the show that we do is audio only, so a lot of times
1: I don't actually get to see people until I look them up on Instagram. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is good to Thank see you. You're looking well. Thank you for being here. So um, today, we're just going to have a little conversation because I love talking to people about their lives and how they became themselves and how they're still becoming themselves. And I find that um, and, and how you're impacting the world in that way along that journey. So just we're just going to have a nice Excellent. conversation. <laughs> so. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing and your family. I know, are you native to Canada? I was born, born in there? Canada. I was born in the Prairie Provinces in a
1: province called Saskatchewan, which is basically above North Dakota. Um, and my dad was a grain farmer. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a very, very, very small town. So small, it's not even a village. It's a hamlet. Mm-hmm. So like under 200 people. Um, and my dad's okay. a grain farmer. My mom was a nurse. Right. So it
0: was it was a great place to be from. Yeah. Nice. And so were you an only child? You have siblings? I have one sister like-
1: and a whole lot of cousins. Big extended family. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay. So how was it growing up on a farm? I mean, my grandmother grew up on a farm too. So I'm sure you have plenty of interesting stories about that as well.
1: I kind of felt like a bit of a duck out of water because I was always the one really interested in fashion and television and podcasts or radio. I mean, they didn't really have podcasts back then, but um, yeah. And, and there was really no outlets. Like you'd have to go into the you know, the small city that was close by, but it was, it was pretty limited. So I kind of worked with what I'd had or I'd work all summer. I'd get a summer job cleaning or something and I'd save up all my money. I'd go out and buy clothes. So that was very exciting. My sister and I had a thing that if she got a new top or something, she got to wear it first. And then after that, it was like free for all. Whoever, whoever has it can wear
0: it. (laughs) Nice. So you knew then when you were younger that you, what was your kind of propensity for style then? Did you like to get dressed up and kind of prance around the house or like what was your thing when you were young with style and fashion? I loved it. We didn't
1: have, you know, I had a lot of hand-me-downs from skates to shoes to clothes Mm -hmm. and that was okay. That's just what, you know. That's just what we did. Uh, so, yeah. But I always like to try different things. Right. When I was a little kid, I used to walk around with like leotards on my head and pretend I had all this long hair. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs>
0: That's cute though. Uh, sounds like my granddaughter. A granddaughter? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have, I'm wow. about to have my fourth that, you're grandchild. so young, amazing, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I just turned 50 this year. So it's, it's been interesting. I've been having Good. grandchildren for wow, the last young six grandma, years. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, I like to be the grandma cause you know, we're not old yeah. enough to be grandmas. Yeah, I don't think, you know what I mean? Is that what it's they a call new you? new era glam-a? now, but yeah. My mom, yeah. Well, that's what I call myself, oh. but they call me Mimi. so I, I'm Mimi. <laughs> yeah um so were there any anyone in your fam was there anyone in your family that kind of nurtured that style that gift that you have for walking around and wanting to be dressed up Hmm. or anything like that that you know that's a good
1: question it was the 70s so people had you know the Hmm. bell bottoms and the palazzo pants and uh you know the big belts and stuff and and I love that. Sorry, my, someone's coming wow. in, so my dogs are barking. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the 70s, <laughs> I thought, was fabulous. I just, I loved everything about it, and I, I, you know, was trying to learn how to sew so that I could make some of my own things. I wasn't very good at sewing, but it made me appreciate the structure of
0: clothes and the feel of clothes. So, yeah. Hmm. Which is important because i think a lot of people don't necessarily eh, like unless you really fit no clothing you know what i mean or and fabrics and construction like you said and quality you don't really know how to put things together sometimes because it's like you know what's the what's what makes a a garment quality versus one that makes is, is cheap you know like the goat the what do we call it now the yeah Fast fashion, I guess. What you know, the stuff you can just wear once and throw away because it's gonna fall apart. You know, do we really care about quality anymore? Or is it just about oh, the quick look for the moment? and yeah. then, you I know, think people get do. rid of it. I think people do, <laughs>
1: and I think. Well, I know for myself, yeah. I'd much rather save up and have one Gucci garment than all the fast fashion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. Yeah, to have one one really nice yeah. good quality piece or at least it doesn't have to be Gucci for sure. (laughs) Something that's really that kind of money to find good quality. Yeah. Yeah, no, so true. So tell me a moment or like a defining moment that happened in your teenage or your young adult life that kind of changed the trajectory of your life. If you had one. Wow.
1: Let's see. I think there was a lot of defining moments. I, um, I did a fashion show when I was 14 for a big Canadian company called the Bay, which is like Mm. a department store. And, I was like okay I want to do this okay. I really want to do this how do I do more of this there wasn't a lot of modeling mm-hmm. in the province at the time but it really made me want to follow it even though in the small town nobody really knew how to mentor mm-hmm. or guide or help so I just kind of left after after yeah. first-year university I was like okay I've had enough and I came to Toronto and I, I was like okay now what do I do so I think it's different now. Um, I think I was yeah. kind of shy to say, okay, I want to be a model. Like I didn't want people to think that I was so good looking or anything. I was just really interested in, in the whole industry, the makeup, the hair, the fashion, the, you know, everything that goes into mm-hmm. it. Uh, so I think that fashion show really right. you know, would be
0: that defining moment. That really changed. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cause that it is, there's just something about it, you know, putting on how putting on a piece of clothing can make you feel and getting your hair done and your makeup done, all those things. It does. Yeah, it makes a big difference. I a think, lot of power women in that. And that's one thing that I like
1: people. True. You know, people ask me quite often about that, but I always say, even if I'm doing radio and no one can see me, I feel better. If I do my hair, put on a, mm-hmm. a little bit of makeup, put on something that I feel good in I think that's really important, even if you're staying home.
0: Right. I think um, Patty Stanger mentioned that too, you know, the millionaire matchmaker. She was saying that it's kind of a scientific thing that even the act, it's not so much the makeup, but the act of putting it on is like a self-care thing. And it it releases endorphins and, and hormones and things for us that makes you feel better. So, you know, it's not just about how you look, but it's yeah. And how self you feel, care is so important. Makes a big I find the older I get, the more important.
1: Yeah, and we're all so busy. I mean, everybody is that you have to carve those moments
0: for yourself. Yes. Hmm. Slow down, right. or life is going to slow it down for you. <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> um, did you have any mentors when you were growing up that you looked up to, and and did you ever get to meet any of them? If, was there anything that someone said or you know like an Oprah moment or something that stuck in your head that kind of led the way for when how I was you about youth. 19 or 20 I had just moved to
1: Toronto and you know I was doing a bit of modeling I was waitressing I was you know I just wanted to get myself on set mm. somewhere on a video shoot on a movie shoot I just wanted to see and observe and right. watch and there was a, a camera guy that that was like, okay, I'll help you. And he, uh, got me on set. I don't know what I was doing, like getting coffee or he just found me any job. And so that's what I did. I sat down and I <laughs> right. would like, asked people when they had a break, like, so what do you do? What is your job? And I just, I learned so much. And then I ended up doing makeup mm. because I thought like a lot of it is, is like a man on camera. You just have to kind of powder him down and make sure that he's, you know, his hair is good. Um, so I thought I can do that. So then I, I started working as a makeup artist and I just happened to be really good at it and I really enjoyed it. So that led me to, um, you know, I did a bit of hair, I did a bit of styling, a bit of wardrobe. Um, and I also learned how to take time code notes so that if there's a script, if I had one person on camera, I would get them ready and then, you know, wait. So then I thought, well, I can get them ready and also take time code notes while they're shooting. So I was kind of doing the jobs of two people, but I could handle it. And so I carved this little niche market for myself in the industry and they'd pay me for like one and a half people and I was still there learning. And uh, Mm. so, yeah, so that was, I don't even know where I was going with
0: this, but that happened. (laughs) (laughs) right well i mean it's important because that you know we uh, when you look at it from a standpoint of like i i kind of want to do this but i don't know how to do this so it's like to get in and, and immerse yourself in any one like language right if you want to learn to speak fluently you go l- live in that area and that's the way immersion so it's the same thing when you're trying to learn a craft or get into an industry or whatever it's like Hey, I'm yeah. willing to do whatever, you know, <laughs> I'm willing to mop the floor just yeah. as long as I'm in the building, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be. So, yeah, and then you get to meet all the people and you network and, and they see that you're there and that you're mm-hmm. you're serious about what you're doing. So I think that's amazing. I think that's a tip for some yeah, of these I think younger so. millennials. But, you know, the industry <laughs> has changed a
1: lot. Like now you can go to school and study, uh, you know, broadcasting or um makeup or like any of that you can learn beforehand but for me that wasn't really an option so i didn't even know
0: that that was a thing so right uh, yeah yeah Hmm. well i think practical knowledge is is good but at the same time there's Mm -hmm. nothing like on the job training (laughs) because you know what i mean you get real hand firsthand knowledge of what's happening in the moment you know and there's some things that you just don't learn out of a book yeah you might get the topical knowledge of this is what it consists of this is what you know i need to know but actually sitting on set and dealing with people and talking to them and interacting with them makes a huge difference i mean i guess that's why yeah. interning is such a, a thing <laughs> because you get to sit there and learn firsthand what it's going to take and things that you weren't necessarily learning about. For
1: sure. Did you go to school? What did you study?
0: I did. I studied communication. (laughs) They didn't have any style or fashion at George Mason, and Marymount was the only, the closest university that had it, and it was kind of far. So I was just like, "Mm, I'll just do communication because I need that every day anyway. So why not? (laughs) You know, I did other training for styling and makeup and all the other stuff, but yeah, Hmm. I went for communication. Good for you. So So would you consider yourself a a stylist first? You know, I really liked makeup first, like you did. Like I just was fascinated about how the fact that you can apply makeup and it can change your whole look, you know, whether you want to glamorize yourself or make yourself not so visible or whatever you want to do makeup can totally change a look so i was really into that and then i kind of got into the clothing because i was kind of nerdy and tom girlish and whatever and i noted that um when i said i think i want to take over dressing myself for my mother you know and i started putting outfits together then i would show up at school and whatever and people started responding to me differently so i thought Hmm, there's something to this. <laughs> if I have the, you know, cause I was kind of shy and all of a sudden people were really like paying attention to me and I was like, well, that's something, you know? So hmm. that's kind of my foray into everything was makeup. Then, then the clothes, but I didn't start taking formal makeup training till after hmm. I got into the styling. Interesting. So. Yeah. Cause it all supports yeah. each other. Isn't it? Our path. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't have just clothes without hair and makeup because <laughs> that's an unfinished picture right so and and accessories too you got to have those all those pieces into a great looking yeah. image so and we know those things but and it's almost innate where most people don't know that like they don't you know that's where we come in to teach them how to do those things because they know about how they kind of want to represent themselves but they don't necessarily know how to do that how to make the picture complete
1: yeah people are so that's where we come in not confident i think is the biggest problem most people know what they feel comfortable in and what they want to
0: wear but they're just not confident with their choices right true yeah i i always look at it like it's a collaboration because they're the biggest representation of the knowledge about themselves but It's our uh, expertise that helps them bring that out in clothing to translate that into clothing, into makeup, into because it's not just about what you wear. It's about where you've traveled, what music you like, what food you like, all the things you're passionate about. That all comes out in your clothing and your dressing and your mannerisms and all of those things. So it's all part of who Mm -hmm. you are. Yeah, I never thought of that. But yeah, that's uh, that's a really good point. I like that hmm Everywhere you've been, you know, all of it. <laughs> so it's a cool thing. You know, I really enjoy it. It's been 20 years of helping people change their lives by changing their wardrobe. So mm. it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So your mom, right? You have two boys. Well, How one of them just walked they? in. He's
1: 20. And then I have another one that's 22. And I have two stepkids that are 28 and 30.
0: They're amazing. Okay, so you got kind of similar mine are 28, 26 and 22. Two girls are the older and my son is 22. So yeah. similar age ranges. Um, what's the best part you found about being a mom? And what was oh your boy. biggest challenge? being a mom and to being a bonus mom to, to, yeah. to the biggest challenge.
1: Well. My, my husband, he's retired now, but he had this big career. I'm very busy and we did a lot of traveling mm-hmm. and where I grew up, people did not have nannies. And so all of a sudden we had a nanny already mm-hmm. for the stepkids and then for my kids. So that was a bit of a struggle for me of where do I let go? How do I let go? I want to be completely hands-on. I need to be completely in control. Uh, So, so that was hard for me. Like I'm such a nurturing person that to let someone else in like that was, was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So if I had Mm. my choice, I probably Mm. would not have had an nanny. but just logistically we had to.
0: Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. You need a little help. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it takes a really to reach kids so these days, the kids. though. Right? Yeah, it does. It's yeah, motherhood is rewarding and challenging, and sometimes um yeah. a thankless job. <laughs> Let's just say. <laughs> but you know, I'd rather have it than not. So yeah, totally. I'm sure you feel the same. Yeah. So what legacy do you think you would want to leave your kids and the rest of the world? Like, what's the impact that Joan wants to leave to let the, know, the world know she was here? And, you know, what's oh what do you goodness. want people to know or, or what do you want them to feel when they think about you or talk about you? Like, she was so fabulous and she did X, Y and Z or, you know. She made people feel great or whatever it is. Hmm. What's your thing? Well,
1: you know, I find the older I get, the more I'm sort of like analyzing those things. Like what's really working in my life? What isn't working in my life? How Mm -hmm. can I adjust things to make it better? How can I be true to myself? I find that I'm often pulled in so many directions that it's really hard to to get that me time. And to say no, a lot of times we just sort of say, okay, I'll just do that and get it over with and then move on. Um,
0: So Mm. I think that growth, Mm -hmm.
1: that uh, transition and that, you know, finding the truth within yourself and really um, honoring that, I think that would be the best thing that I could pass on to my kids. And I think people are interested in that journey of other people because, you know, there's countless books written about it. I'd love to write a book. And I always thought I'd right. to write a book. I don't know what to write a book about, but I think it would be that exact thing is, you know, <laughs> no matter where you are in life or no matter who you are or how people perceive you, I still think we all have to honor mm-hmm. ourselves in that way. And it's okay to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important that you were here and, you know, there was people's lives were touched by you, even if it was your own community or, um, you know, your girlfriends or your your family or whatever it is, people knew that you were here and that's, it matters. It matters that you. And my, my dog, (laughs) your dog's co-signing for me. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, they're like the kids, you know, they don't, they're like, I'm here, and yeah. I don't care if you're yeah. here and or doing I don't care whatever. If I just saw
1: you like yesterday <laughs> for twelve hours.
0: I'm going to bark at you again today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, how long were you on the um, the Housewives of Toronto? I wasn't that familiar with that with you yeah. that particular you know, one. So, how long, long were you on? Which was greatly disappointing
1: because it was really okay. fun. And it opened up a Mm. lot of doors. And, uh, you know, that's how I met Laura and started doing the radio show. And that's how I met you um, through that. So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh, connections made. I, you know, I I was not a fan Mm -hmm. of watching the franchise. So I really... You know, yeah. I can't say I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but, you know, I know people that are just addicted to it. <laughs> so now I, I look at reality television in a whole yeah. different lens. Like you you never know how they're going to perceive or how they're going to portray you. So it's you're a bit vulnerable. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it was it was great. And I mm-hmm. wish we had more than one season. Um so it was national Canada, and then it went all around the world. But I think you have to have at least two seasons for it to, uh, to you know, to do the circuit in the states.
0: Yeah, I think to be syndicated. Um, interesting though, because uh, DC was like that too. DC only had one season. Well, I think that had to do with the White House breach and all of that craziness. But um, I was listening to uh, an interview with. Eden Sassoon the other day from the Beverly Hills, and she was dishing it, man, like talking about everything that went on on that show and all the, the you know, the machinations and the debauchery and it. It was just like really fascinating because you never get that view, right? We, we look at it from just seeing you on TV and how fabulous it looks and the little bit of, you know, craziness that goes on. But yeah, it seems like if you had a certain mindset of just going on, like, Bethany Frankel did like this is just for my business or this is just for whatever it is or I'm just having fun. Then maybe you know it doesn't end up being so like from what she experienced, mm-hmm. which wasn't the best <laughs> from what she said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I think it's all about yeah. the drama yeah, is what they sure. really are trying to push. Even for
1: sure, they make it look. Yeah, fun uh, and fast, my you thing is I just wanted to be myself. Yeah. I wasn't going to throw tables or throw Mm -hmm. wine at anybody if that wouldn't be something that I would want to do in the moment. (laughs) So that was my intention. Um, But they do stir it up. Like you can go for lunch with someone and have a lovely conversation. They'll come over and say, okay, that was great. Can you talk about this? Like you don't have to, they don't put words in your mouth, but you know, you get more screen time, you know, the more
0: uh, vocal that you are. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense. Um, so are you still friends with any of the I'm girls? I'm good on friends the show or? with,
1: there was uh, six of us with uh, five of us are good friends. Uh, the other one, you know, I'd be friends with her. She just kind of took herself out. Like she's, she never communicated with um, any of us again. So yeah. I respect that. That's her decision.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> right. Um, so what have you been doing since the show and what do you have coming oh, up that wow. we can Thank support you. you on? Um,
1: well, I'm the philanthropy
0: editor for living Lux magazine,
1: which is great. I get to interview, uh, people that run charities and people that have benefited from char- charities and agencies and services. Uh, so I love that. Yeah. So that's fun. I um, that. I also mm-hmm. am the co-host of the Dating and Relationship show with Laura Bellotta in, uh, in Toronto. So, so that's fun. Yes. And, you know, other than that, I just, I, I like mm-hmm. to ski a lot in the winter. I like to be in, in, you know, at the lake in the summertime. And we have a lot of guests, a lot of friends coming and going. So I'm always, you know, cherishing the moments when I have mm-hmm. my kids here, my family, friends. Um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what yeah. I'm doing. And this summer, uh, really trying to do the journaling, you know, eat well, like, you know, the checklist of things that we're all supposed to be doing, meditate, eat well, sleep well, work out, <laughs> all those things. I'm really trying to be mindful to incorporate those things into my weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, <laughs> let's just say Oh, you're okay okay sorry that was my yeah it's accent. oh yeah you're, you're, <laughs> yeah I was, I was saying if you don't have your health you don't have anything you know once that goes bad it's like trying to get the train back on the track <laughs> you know so it's a it's a really good thing to be healthy and mindful about what we're doing what we're thinking what we're saying you know the conversations we're having and the people that we're interacting with mm-hmm. for sure so So how can everybody find the dating show and how can they find out about your, the Lux magazine and everything? Where can they follow you? And I, my
1: go-to is
0: Instagram. Um, and I put everything on my site.
1: So it's Joan Kelly Walker official is my Instagram handle. Um, you know, of course we're on Facebook and all that too, but I just find Instagram, um, has the most traffic. So I, I always post mm-hmm. the radio shows or the podcast link, um, and same thing with living Lux. So.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So one last thing I wanted to ask you, like who, if you could meet with anybody or have dinner with anyone dead or alive living, who would it be? And what would you talk about? What would you? This is a very easy answer. I'm a huge fan, still
1: am, of Princess Diana. I think she had such a fascinating Mm. life, and I think she was so kind and beautiful and strong. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Yeah. So I, I think she would be great to be like a girlfriend with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She seems like she was just really cool (laughs) you know by modern day standards as far as royals are concerned she just seemed approachable and fun and kind just a kind and her her sense of style like just watching the way that it changed over the
1: years and the decades and you know how fashion changed but how she just became so much more confident and just really owned it and was Mm -hmm. such a trendsetter right I I found that to be really interesting I remember sitting up you know, in Saskatchewan with my roommates watching the wedding at like four in the morning.
0: That's very exciting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Would you consider doing a clothing line or jewelry or anything like that? Is that something you have an interest in? I did in? have a clothing line uh, right after Housewives uh, came out. Mm.
1: I had a, a royalty, like a, an agreement with a manufacturing company and, and everything was in Walmart. So we had beautiful designer dresses for Walmart prices. And Mm -hmm. I still have pieces and I still wear the pieces. They're great quality, very uh, washable, comfortable, easy Mm. to wear. And uh, yeah, so we did that. Oh, and a coat
0: line as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you find that to be um, a fun undertaking or was it a lot of work? I'm trying (laughs) to...
1: Like, they did most of the work, but I could come in and say, yes, no, okay. yes, no. Okay, let's not do it all in this color or change this part. Um, and they were pretty good, but then right. Walmart could come in and say, okay, we want only these ones, and we want them in this color. But, you know, as far as the design and narrowing it down, that was that was on me, and I did really, really enjoy that. And it was so nice, like, to go to a wedding and see somebody wearing my dress, or, you know, out on the street even. Mm-hmm. That was exciting. Yeah,
0: that sounds really cool. Yeah, that 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 would be fun. And for your best relationship tip, since you and Laura are hosting the show, what would be your best relationship? Or for single women, let's just say that are looking for a guy, what would be your best relationship? I definitely would say honesty.
1: You have to seriously Mm -hmm. be honest with yourself and honest with the Mm -hmm. other person
0: yeah is there such thing as too much honesty though with a guy <laughs> like if you're you don't want to show up the first day and be like i want to be married and have 2.5 kids in like a year <laughs> like is there such yeah, a thing as I that i don't know it's <laughs> all timing sometimes because <laughs> there could be a guy that would be like okay <laughs> you know his cab light might be on and then that yeah. will work right you just you just never know yeah that's true well, it's been really fun chatting with you. I, uh, you're such a fun, just, uh, how can I put it, um, real... Cool person. It's so sweet. sweet.
1: You know what? I one thing I forgot to mention that I'm gonna mention if that's okay. Um, I started something called the Give Back Collective with my sister-in-law, who's a purse designer. So she makes these beautiful handmade purses, and uh, so it's a collection of creative people, different designers, uh, that have come together to support charities. So they put a couple of pieces or one piece Mm. or whatever into the collective and uh, the profits of that go to charity. So that's very exciting. Yeah. Nice. And and I have a collab with uh, Lazy Pants and um, and some bikinis. So you can check out more.
0: Ooh.
1: And is that on your Instagram Uh, as well? Yes.
0: Or givebackcollective.com okay and the bikinis and the the lazy pants where where can they find those on yeah, your instagram get back too. Collective. okay perfect i love that yeah because we definitely want to support you in any of your endeavors and Thanks. get that out there because anything for charity is yes. yeah. great Yes, so we'll have to have a follow up conversation at some point because I know you're going to have that book yes. come out. <laughs> we got to figure out a good yeah. time for it, right? Something juicy. <laughs> um, and definitely, um, we'll speak to you again. So, thanks so much for being here and having a great yeah, conversation. This is really nice. Thanks for having me. Sure, anytime. Okay. Have a great day. Bye. Rest of your week.